and welcome back to another edition of YCT Matters. And today we are delighted to have with us Matthew Garnieri. And Matthew is one of the kind of guests that we love having with us because he is one of Connecticut's real live profiles in Courage. Uh, Matt is a fourth grade teacher. And for years, he actually filled a leadership role as a union building representative, uh, Matt was a delegate to the Connecticut Education Association and the National Education Association Representative Assembly. Uh, Matt's a guy who believes in unionization, employees' ability to negotiate salary, hours, working conditions. Uh, But, you know, he's a person with a conscience. And one day he started to see some things that he didn't agree with. So... His school started to his his district started to implement mindfulness practices during classroom instruction and meetings. And we can talk with him more about that and some other things that he just simply couldn't shut up and go along with. So he left his union. Uh, He for a series after a series of uh, events that that we can talk about. And then um, some other things happened at the national level. Uh, with the NEA. And so he went ahead and did some things that, in my opinion, um, were extremely courageous. And we appreciate having people like Matt in our state uh, at Yankee Institute. And we appreciate the fact that he is teaching our young people and showing them what it looks like when people stand up for what they believe in. And so for all these reasons, we just wanted to have a, a conversation with Matt Garnieri. And so welcome, Matt. Thanks for being with us. Carol, thank you for having me. So, Matt, let's walk through what happened. So, I mean, as we were talking about, you're a guy who believes in unionization and you believe in in employees' ability to be able to get together to negotiate. So what happened? How did you come to leave your union? Yeah, well, um, you know, early on in my career, you know, coming from a middle class, lower middle class background, um, Italian family, you know, you always heard about unions and unions are important, you know, find a job, um, join a union and have that job stability. And um, the job I looked at was um, education. I always believed in the uh, importance of educating young people. I enjoyed coaching and I just wanted to make a difference. And, um, you know, I started my career with all the optimism of a new teacher. And I think there were people there that um, saw that in me and they saw someone who could be a possible leader. And that's when a union leader in my own school about being a building representative. Um, At that time, I was looking for opportunities to learn and grow. And there were opportunities, um, you know, to learn about classroom management, um, to learn about reading instruction, where maybe the district didn't have funds um, to send me to professional development, but the union did. And I thought, you know, that's, you know, what a professional organization should um, do. And um, at that time, I took the leadership position and I took advantage of those opportunities. And I started making contacts in 
um, the Education Association in Connecticut and also at the national level. That's how I got into becoming a delegate at the CEARA in Connecticut and the NEARA. But as time went by, um, I started to see that there were certain ideals that um, I didn't believe in. Let's talk about what happened. So um, some things started going on in your school district that just didn't feel right to you. Like what was what was happening? That's right. So um, one of the initiatives was in in the district was mindfulness. And I think uh, mindfulness could be a practice that adults and people outside of education embrace and they could find something positive in it. Um, If you're not familiar with mindfulness, it's a Buddhist-based practice where um, you can reflect, you can meditate, you could practice breathing. And when it was implemented in public school, two children without um, their permission um, from their parents, I realized that something didn't feel right. Could you imagine if a teacher had a classroom of children take the position of kneeling and praying during school? Well, there were children in school. All hell would break loose, no pun intended. That's right. Um, Taking the Buddhist meditative position. And at that point, I knew that under the direction of teachers. So at that point, I knew that it didn't feel right. I talked to my pastor in my church and I asked him, is there something wrong with me that this doesn't feel right? And he explained to me, well, it's you know, he believed that it was because of my relationship with God that it didn't feel right. And he said that, you know, um, he recommended that if it didn't feel right, don't practice it myself. So when I did go to my union, um, their answer was, well, were you forced to do it yourself? And I said, well, I wasn't forced to do it myself. So then they said, we can't help you with it. And I just really? felt that my union abandoned me on that issue of, of mindfulness. So, um, so because you weren't, I mean, so they just didn't want to have anything to do with it because you yourself were not being coerced into participating. Right. So even though it was being implemented, you know, if, um, since I didn't, if I said, I don't want to be involved in this. They didn't say, well, you must do it. But you have to understand when you're in a culture where people are doing it and it's being practiced, it puts a lot of pressure um, on you. And then you start feeling like an outsider. Well, of course, Matt, that's the whole justification that the secularists have always used to drive prayer out of school, even to oppose a moment of silence. Uh, That's why they're trying to argue against uh, even saying the Pledge of Allegiance, because the people who choose not to do it are going to feel like outside. You know what I I mean? It's it's everybody understands um, exactly that dynamic. And a lot of the time uh, they've tried to use it against people of faith. So and and there there is some research out there um, that that says in general, mindfulness practices can benefit um, people. However, if you have trauma and you're not identified with trauma, it could have a negative impact 
on you also. And I brought that research um, to um, my administrators. And again, um, just being an individual, not having the union support, again, my um, the research yeah, I presented was ignored. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, the interesting thing is they're very uh, adamant about observing the uh, non-establishment clause of the First Amendment when it comes to Christianity, but not so much, apparently, when it comes to Buddhism. So that happened. And then some things happened, it sounds like, at the national level with the National Union. So now going back to attending the uh, NEARA um, in Washington, D.C., and also in New Orleans. So for our listeners, the NERA is the National Education Association? Representative Assembly. So that's where delegates from every state um, join this national conference. And there you're able to vote on the budget for the next coming year. But you also vote on resolutions and business items. And when I was there, I realized that there are so many resolutions that are political, Um, everything from um, immigration to replacing Columbus Day to um, gender identity. Um, So... Those help are me, just help so me understand how this has anything to right. Help me understand how this has anything to do right. with what teachers are supposed to be teaching. Like for a a, a, four, a fourth grade math teacher or a third grade reading teacher, how how does you know some of these things have anything to do? Immigration policy have anything to do with why that person is in the classroom? Right, and so you take any hot button issue. And there, the NEA has an has an opinion about it. So I started thinking, and it's a left wing one, and it's and and far left. And why should I use my union dollars to fund um, policies and movements that are against my own um, political beliefs? I felt like that was um, against my own freedom of speech rights. And then, of course. Over time, um, you know, time went by, and then there was the Janus Supreme Court decision of, of 2018, I believe it was. And right. that Supreme Court decision um, basically said that you have the right to leave the union because it's your freedom of speech right. That's my understanding of the practicality yeah. of it. So now, 2018... I don't have to fund an organization that is actually working against my religious beliefs and my political beliefs. That's fantastic. So you went ahead and did that. And what was the reaction in your school? Well, um, there's actually... Did you get any pushback? So I didn't get any pushback. You know, in private conversations, I will tell, you know, my colleagues that I'm a member of Christian educators. Americans for fair treatment. There is an alternate to the union. And what most people don't know, we need to get this information out there, is I have um, liability insurance. I get more liability insurance than through the union. Um, I also get legal counsel. So all of the um, benefits that I would get through um, the union, I'm getting through these associations. 
You know, that's really interesting because I think a lot of people are afraid to leave the union because they're afraid they'll lose the ancillary benefits. I mean, they don't like a lot of what the union's doing, but they're afraid to leave because of these benefits. But you're saying that there are alternatives out there. I would say that it's more of a benefit not be part of the local union because the local union will still negotiate the contract. And as right. an employee in the, dis- in the district, that contract still covers me. Everything that it says in the contract, even though I'm not in the union, it still is for me and I'm not a member. Absolutely. You're still covered. You're still covered by whatever is negotiated. You're still included in that. That's but everyone knows in a lot of cases, the union leaders and the administrators, they are um, in constant communication. In a lot of ways, they'll support each other in any way they can. They're, they're in it together, and then it's the rest of us. So by having different organizations that are behind me, I almost feel like I'm more protected by not being in the union. So help me understand that again. So so how is it you feel more protected by not being in the union? I, because now if an issue comes up, I could go mm-hmm. to Christian educators and that organization will be behind me and support me. And they aren't there with the local administrators. So that's going to get more attention and the administrators will do a better job listening rather than having their buddy from the union there saying, we don't have to listen um, to him. Got it. Got it. So you actually, in a sense, have a a, a bigger voice now. Yeah. And I could, I could give an example on an issue came up up in my own family. It wasn't work-related. I messaged um, legal counsel in Christian educators. I think it was about um, 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. And I was on the phone with somebody the next day on a Monday. I've never had that type of rapid um, response locally with my union when I brought a concern to them. Do you have to be a Christian to be in Christian educators, the Christian educators union? I I don't believe you have to be a Christian. No, um, no. I, I, you know, um, some wonder, you know, are, are Catholics or Baptists. And oh, yeah. It, yeah, you, they're all you Christians. You can be any type of Christian yeah. also. Um, and yeah, if you're not Christian, I don't think there's any religious join. discrimination. Yeah. No, there isn't. And then there are other options, too. There are other organizations that are out there. I chose Christian educators because I felt like where I was having the most discord with the local union was based on my uh, religious beliefs. So now tell me a little bit in our remaining minutes how you came to found the Italian-American Defense League. Yeah, so I founded the Italian-American Defense League when um, political a- activism and opportunists um, allowed Columbus statues to be removed and Columbus Day to be removed from states and from schools. And what I realized is that there are teachers in school districts that are teaching their children to be social justice activists. So they'll create petitions to remove Columbus Day from the school calendars. 
And this has happened in um, New London, Connecticut. This has happened in um, New Haven, where a student um, wrote a petition to get rid of the Columbus statue in Worcester Square. And they're using children for political activism. When I was on a council meeting um, in New London, there were teachers there applauding the student who did this. And this all comes out of the book of Howard Zinn, who wrote The right. People's the History. People's, the history. And he is a self-proclaimed, um, he was a self-proclaimed communist um, USA member. Um, so children are, and this started with the Common Core, where they wanted to put social activism into the curriculum. Now it's being implemented. So you're having children with limited knowledge of issues, being socially active, and you know researchers like Carol Delaney, who wrote Columbus and the Quest for Jerusalem, scholars like Mary Graybar, who wrote Debunking Howard Zinn and Debunking the 1619 Project, um, researchers like Rafael Ortiz, who wrote Columbus Hero. These are the experts. They're being ignored, but socially active teachers who are manipulating their students are causing this change. And the politicians who are allowing and the politicians who are allowing this to happen, they're not reading the history. They're just political opportunists. And that's well, why yeah, and it, Italian, that's why and I started I the Italian American Defense League. You know, and people are entitled to think whatever they want. But when you have children, they should be taught how to think, not what to think. Right. And it, to me, it's uh, an act of blatant, blatant yeah. disrespect to ch- to pe- the, the parents who are trusting their children in a classroom right. to take them and to indoctrinate them without fairly representing both sides of a question. That's right. And it's, I believe in it's a, just I- a breach of trust. And I believe in a diversity of opinion. I believe in Agreed. inclusion, but there's an oversimplification of history. And when you cut parents out of the conversation, when yep. individuals in government positions are putting their own beliefs onto the children, that's where there's government overreach. And that's Agreed. And that's one of the reasons why I can't be part of, of the Connecticut Education Association and National Education Association, because they are too political and they're imposing their beliefs on children. Well, Matt, it is uh, it is wonderful to get to hear from you and to know that there are alternatives like the Christian Educators Association. And you've become a member of Constitution State Educators, correct? That is correct. You know, Constitution State Educators. um you know, I heard about them on the radio um, at first. I researched, found more information. I found them on Facebook. And that was the, the they were the organization that pointed me to these other resources. So without Constitution State Educators, I would not have been aware of this. And I don't know how many teachers want to leave the union, but even if we could get 5%, um, that would make a huge difference. But if we even could get up to 10 or 20 percent, I think that could be a reasonable goal long term. So if people want to reach out to you to learn more or any of these organizations, I mean, what would you advise them to do? They can go on to IADLnow.org. 
I'll say that again. IADLnow.org or they could email me at IADLnow at yahoo.com. So the same letters, IADLnow at yahoo.com. And that will put you in direct contact with me. And you could also learn about the Italian American Defense League. Our mission is to promote education, of course, portray Italians positively, and preserve traditions. Wonderful. Well, Matt Garnieri, fourth grade teacher, uh, it has been a, a wonderful to have you on this edition of YCT Matters. We appreciate your willingness to stand up for your beliefs and to help us learn about these uh, union alternatives and various organizations that you're working with and the Italian American Defense League. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for joining us. This is Carol Platt-Lebow, president of Yankee Institute, and we look forward to having you with us on the next edition of YCT Matters. I'll show you around this place I call home.